Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have another duo, Jessica and Margie. They're equal co-owners of the company Interview Connections, the first and leading podcast booking agency. Jessica founded the business in 2013 and Marge Margie joined just a couple of years later. Now they have a growing and booming team and they're booking podcasts left and right. Girl, they're on fire. And today they are sharing with you how you guys can DIY getting on podcasts yourself, what the ROI of podcasts can be and how you can measure it. Spoiler alert, you really can't measure it, but it's still worth it. But we're walking (laughs) away with tips today on how to approach the conversation, build a relationship, show up for the interview ready and prepared and how to make the most of it. So I know you can get some ideas from this episode to go get on some shows yourself. We Mm -hmm. hope you like it. Take some notes, go record your own knowledge in other places. You guys are going to have a lot of voices in your earballs today, but I think it's going to be some good stuff because we are here with the amazing duo from Interview Connections, Margie and Jessica. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you guys here because we're talking about, I feel like the thing that you know, everyone, a lot of people, at least in our audience, um, is stressing about. I see posts like pretty often in our Facebook group about, is it worth using other people's podcasts to build brand awareness, to help grow whatever you've got going on? And if the answer is yes, how the heck do you even go about doing that? Who has the time? What do you say? How do you reach out? What do you know even how to like tackle that kind of as a stream of growing your list and your audience and your brand. So that's what we're going to touch on today. And I'm super excited because you guys are like kind of the pros at making, well, interview connections (laughs) happen. So tell me a little bit about what you guys do in general. Yeah. So we're the first and leading podcast booking agency. I started the business back in 2013 and I was just a freelancer. I had my first baby, wanted to work from home. So I started doing a few different tasks. My dad was my first client, actually. He's a business owner and a business coach. So he oh, showed hey, me dad. like how to get into business. And I started booking him for interviews on podcasts and moved my virtual assistant business to interview connections in 2013 and just grew the business over the last like five, almost six years. Margie joined the business in 2016 and then quickly moved up the ranks and became my 50-50 business partner in 2018. So 
We work with our with our in-house team to get entrepreneurs booked on podcasts as a guest expert. We also have some hosts who use us to find experts to interview on their podcast. Yeah. So you know the ins and outs of the do's and don'ts on how to get get on a good show or a quality show. I feel like personally being the host of a podcast, there are a thousand different ways that people go about trying to get on our show. And most of them are not great. (laughs) It is very few and far between where something comes up in our inbox. That's a perfect fit that we know is going to be suitable for our audience that we know is going to deliver. They answer the form really well, etc. So Talk to us about like how, if we are the person wanting to get on people's shows, like how do we make ourselves stand out as someone who looks like a really great candidate? Great question. And we're very committed to creating content to educate people about this because there's a lot of bad pitches going around that are either, you know, badly written or even worse, they clearly know nothing about your show. So it's not a good fit. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty com. It's common sense <laughs> stuff, but it's like if you're pitching yourself to a show, you want to really do your research, understand the show, understand other guests and topics, and show in your pitch why you're a good fit, what content you want to bring. I mean, it should always be from like a serve first place when you want to be a guest on someone else's show. Not like, can you help me promote my book? You know, hosts who care about their show, uh, like you guys, really care so much about the content and don't just want to bring some random person on who just wants something from you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people we've had who have reached out and I'm like, do you (laughs) like, do you know that we talk to women? Like first, first, what our podcast is even called? The amount of times I've had to say the name of our podcast when we're hopping on an interview with someone, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be fun. Thank you for not knowing anything about what we do. Yeah, guys. <laughs> so I get the like doing a little bit of research and all of that, but I think some people get confused on like, should I just write two sentences and send this one sheet or should I like spend an hour and write paragraphs? Like, wh- like how much time should you be investing in this? And then like, what should you actually be putting into the pitch itself? So there's really no black or white, like black and white rule, like way to pitch that works for every show. I wish there was, (laughs) that would make all of our lives a lot easier. Um, So, you know, for people that are pitching themselves to podcasts, just remember, this is like virtual networking and relationship building. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't want to go into the pitch, like, I'm just going to you know, sell myself and see if they say yes or no. So what I like to do when I'm pitching myself is connect with the host on social media. I use LinkedIn a lot. Um, I like to send them a connection request, add a note, just like, hey, would love to connect with you. I like to ask them first, tell me about your show. Tell me about your target audience. I mean, I do that research too, but a lot of times people don't update their podcast description Mm -hmm. and like they've changed the format. So I like to just ask them, like, tell me about your audience. Like what kind of content are they interested in? You can ask first. And that's like, kind of sales 101 like when i do sales calls you know you you want to ask them first about their business so what you bring to them is applicable to what their needs are so in a podcast pitching perspective you want to ask them first what who is your target audience what are they interested in and then if you are a good fit for that then you can make the pitch of like hey this is my expertise this is what i talk about would your audience be interested in this Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, are you talking about like DMing people on Instagram and having these conversations where you're building a relationship with like the actual podcast host? For sure. Yeah. 
It's all related. I, guess, I, I don't know. I don't think we've literally maybe uh-huh. ever had someone DM us and ask us to go in depth about like how we like yeah. to run our show or what it is. I mean, it would definitely stand out for sure because no, no one does that. No one does that. Yeah. I think we convince ourselves that like the podcast hosts or whatever they've got going on in their business, that they're untouchable, they're unreachable. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think often we forget if we literally are just trying to have a conversation with them to understand how we can serve and help you know, like I want content for my audience. Like that's what Mm -hmm. you guys are coming on to bring. And so of course I want to have those conversations. Yeah. So here's my confusion. Say someone is like, I want to go on almost like a PR blitz, either because they just want to focus on podcasting for a season, or maybe they're about to promote a book or a new product. I totally get that it's a relationship game. Like I get that, but building relationships can be time intensive. So like, how do you do this at scale and like in a speedy enough format that you could go from like, basically not knowing the person to pitching in the same week. Like, is that even possible? Would you suggest that? Or is like being on so many podcasts actually not the the best idea? Like, I, I don't know. I think, um, no, it is a good idea. Definitely. Especially if you're doing a launch. I mean, if you own a business, you probably don't want to do like 20 interviews a month every month because you have to run your business. But if you're doing a big launch and you just want to line up 20 interviews, you absolutely can build those relationships. And I think the biggest trick in relationship buildings with something like that is organization. You really need to have your hosts organized, make sure you're nurturing those relationships, have them on a spreadsheet, make sure you know when it goes live, you're promoting it for them, make sure you're sending a little thank you card or a little gift after. So all those little things go such a long way. But in order to do that, you have to have your systems really organized so that you don't forget anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, like with your systems, you want to get clear on number one, what kinds of shows do you want to go on? What kinds of hosts do you want to connect with? Do your show research, you know, put together the list of shows. For me, like I've got a few different kinds of categories of shows that I'll go on and then write your pitch for each kind of category. So it's totally okay to have that templated pitch. It doesn't always make sense to take the time to like first connect on Instagram, LinkedIn. Like, you know, if you are doing like a blitz or a launch, like you want to go on shows a lot faster. So absolutely, you can scale this by going right to the pitch. So organize what kinds of shows put those lists together and then have your few different templated pitches. And then with each email pitch that you send, just make sure you're tweaking it and personalizing it to the person that you're, that you're sending it to. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we've gotten past like asking to get on the show. Maybe we've gotten booked on a couple of other podcasts. How do we make the most use of our time when we're recording with this person? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is make sure you, that you do some preparation. So I know I'm kind of stepping back a little bit. So you get booked. There's that time between when you actually get booked and scheduled and when you're on the show. So 100% listen to at least one episode of their podcast. Do some research. Like get to know them online as much as possible so you can go into the interview um, prepared and understanding who their target audience is. So that's like first and foremost. Have an idea of what they want to talk about. So We create one sheets, um, making sure that the host has your suggested questions, but also ask them, what do you guys want to talk about? Like, how can I bring the most value to this show? And then having a clear, you know, call to action. Like, what do you want listeners to do at the end of the episode? Mm -hmm. Margie, would you add anything to that? No, I think that's perfect. 
So I would just, because I genuinely don't know, because I really only run this show, but we like let people use links or whatever at the end of their show. But have you ever found shows that like straight up don't allow promotion at all? Yeah. So it doesn't happen that often. One of our clients was booked on a show and the podcast was like very highly edited. So they had like her little interview, but like the call to action of where to go was all cut out. So it was kind of disappointing because there was like no call to like the listeners wouldn't know where to go find her. And it was a good show. Like it was very well edited. But for that guest, it was like, well, I'm not really getting any promotion. (laughs) So that does happen. But I would say like 90% of the time, like with, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners getting out there, there's this kind of mutual understanding that like, hey, the podcast is getting promotion. It's like a two way street and it's a win win. So Mm -hmm. I think there's like a mutual understanding that there's promotion, but it has to be fair. It has to be free. You don't want to go on a show and then like pitch your expensive service or something like you want to give value. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the best guests that we've had on when, when they get into that pitch, because like Abby said, we do allow, literally you can drop whatever link you want. And we do have some of our guests time it to, they have a book coming out next week or a membership that just opened or whatever it is, but they're teaching something or talking about something or sharing a story during their interview that's related to the thing that they're going to pitch. And then a lot of our people offer like straight up access to opt-ins that they have on their website or really great content that they have. So people can just continue to hang out with them. And I think continuing that relationship, like this entire conversation is about where we start with a relationship to even get on the podcast. And then when you're there building a relationship with the people who are listening, so you can actually get a raving fan Mm -hmm. instead of just like, well, if you're interested Mm -hmm. in this thing, go buy it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. It's, it's really smart to give a call to action and and have it always be rooted in value and relevant to what you talk about in Mm -hmm. the interview. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm sure you've heard all the rage about growing an email list. You've been told to nurture your subscribers, add value to them, make them want to open every love note from you. But what about actually converting them? What about having a sequence that makes you money instead of one that just adds to the digital mountain of unread emails? What if you could start selling your signature product, your most popular item or best-selling service straight from an email? We teamed up with the team over at ConvertKit, our favorite email service provider for small businesses to create an amazing free program for you to do just that. It's called Email Like a Boss, and it not only gets you set up with things like building your landing page, opt-in form, and welcome sequence, but we also help you write the thing. And you even get to try on ConvertKit for free for 30 days so you can get set up and start seeing action in your inbox. Head over to thestrategyhour.com slash email to enroll and get started today. Yep. Unlock everything at thestrategyhour.com slash email. Ever wondered what business books we can't live without? Or where we got that awesome romper or even the super practical everyday stuff we can't live without that makes our life just straight up functional. Not only can you shop our closet and our offices, but this is straight up the ticket to find all of our latest faves and raves, all categorized and organized for you in the cutest little shop. We're sharing all of our Amazon finds, office essentials, oily supplies, photography equipment, This mic that makes me sound super sexy. Dog mom gear. That caboodle you've been eyeing again. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So forget heading to Amazon.com. You need to rewire your brain to navigate to the strategyhour.com slash shop first. Why? Because I bet we already found the best deal and saved it right there for you. Head to the strategyhour.com slash shop now to check it out. Hey, Em, have you tried FabFitFun? You know, actually I did, and I kind of freaking loved my box. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. It's seasonal, and 
I love the fact that it's full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Listen, I'm tired of those tiny samples where you only get to put that eye cream on like one and a half nice and you can't actually see a difference. So these were pretty epic. Yeah, and I love that they include super quality brands like Tarte, Anthropology, Free People, and that's just the beginning of it. Yeah, I was super excited to see what was in my box and especially since future boxes that I'm going to order, I know can be customizable. I can get them four times a year. It's like my birthday, four times a year. It is. It really is. You guys, these sell out so fast. I know you've seen them before, but you need to get your own. Head to fabfitfun.com and use the code STRATEGY for $10 off your first box, making it just $39.99 with a $200 value. Guys, literally, you could not try one of the things inside of the box for $39.99. So you're getting so many surprises free. And the box is super fun to Instagram also. So go boomerang this box. Get 10 bucks off your first box by heading to fatfitfun.com and use the code STRATEGY. How do you suggest people kind of go back and almost debrief from being on someone else's show to really see what shows had the best results or what shows like were most worth their time? Margie, do you want to take this? Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways that people get an ROI from podcast interviews. So some people are really, really measure and they have a landing page for every show they're on so they can see the traffic from that exact show. That's one way to do it. That really works. We have other clients who it is more high-end networking. So a lot of the times if they have, you know, if they're like a high-end coach or consultant, they'll end up working with some of the hosts we book them on. And so that's the ROI for them. It's not, they don't really need to track it because they've got this high value, great client from the host. What else would you add, Jess? Yeah. The other added value is like, it's not always the most trackable marketing source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I know. It's so, it's so annoying. You, know, you want to be able to say like, I, I'm going to go on this show. I'm going to have this many listeners and this percentage is going to come to my website. It just doesn't work like that because let's just say you go on five shows and you get one client worth 10 grand. Like, it's worth it. <laughs> Even if that client, like, it was literally right. one person that made it worth it. So that's often what happens. The other thing to keep in mind is there's stuff that, again, is not super quantitative, like getting a backlink to your website. Mm-hmm. I mean, that search engine optimization is hugely valuable. I mean, people pay a lot of money for SEO and you're getting, by getting an organic, getting this earned media, getting backlinks to your website on these podcast websites, it's going to bring your website up further in the the search results, which is so valuable. It's going to help other people find you. Margie, do you also want to share the story about AJ with social proof and just like, the value of just being interviewed. Yeah, absolutely. So we also have clients tell us, and again, a lot of this is anecdotal. So it's like, if the person, the sale happens to mention, oh, I hear you on podcasts all the time, then they know, but sometimes you don't always track that. But we also have a lot of clients um, who say that, Not necessarily maybe it was someone from the original audience of that show, but someone who wanted to work with them, Googles them, and all these interviews come up. So they see that they're, you know, all over the place, they're really legit, and then maybe they even click and listen. So then they already know, like, and trust them. So they're going into a sales call or something like that with them, and they already like them. So they have leads coming in that are already great leads. Right. No, for sure. I can definitely see that. And I I can vouch as a host that on numerous occasions, whether we were planning on it or not, we've gone around and hired the person we interviewed. Mm-hmm. 
like I would say at least half a dozen times, if not more. <laughs> and Probably more. Yeah. And even if if it was just a side project, like yeah. it might be short term, but some of these people have gone on to be staples on our team. So like you uh-huh. just never know. And I mean, we don't even know, which is the scary part. We're the ones <laughs> technically hosting. But we're like, oh, by the way, this turned into an interview you didn't know you had. Uh-huh. <laughs> to work with us. You're welcome. It's amazing because it's just a low pressure Mm -hmm. conversation. Like we're all here just to chat and that like just what you said there, like you never know what's going to come out of it, which is it's kind of hard to tell people when you're trying to sell them on the strategy. Yeah, sure. Like you just never know. And they're like, I'd like to have have some metrics. (laughs) No. And I think truly like you do never know, but also I feel like podcasting, getting on other people's shows and just sharing your story or sharing a strategy or connecting with an audience is also the kind of easy way to test like your message and how you teach or how you talk or how you want to present whatever it is that you're talking about in that episode. You're not live, like you're not on a Facebook live that's super scary or not on a big webinar where there's like a lot of people in the room right there for you. And you're definitely not at an actual in-person speaking event. I think you can convince yourself that like, it's just the two of you in the room or the four of you in the room. I because all the time that like thousands I know, of people like listen. the episode isn't live and it's going to drop and then thousands of people are going to listen to this, but they're not doing it right now. And so you can like relax and you can get into your zone. And I think using it for, for practice for your own business is great. Right. Yeah. I had a zoom, like a kind of a zoom interview chat with one of our clients, Alex Membrio did a case study and and he was talking about how, when he goes on marketing podcasts, he goes, a lot of times these hosts are way more skilled than I am (laughs) at marketing. And so it really like sharpens his skills because he, like you said, you know, it really helps you hone your message and practice Mm -hmm. speaking and just Mm -hmm. the skill of, I mean, we can all remember like the first time we got on a podcast and spoke into a mic and we felt like we were doing a pretend radio show and we were all stiff. And now it's like, we're all super relaxed and we can do this. I mean, that is such a valuable skill to sharpen in business, whether you podcast or not. It's just good for learning how to communicate your message. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's made me a better speaker. It's made me more honed in on my messaging. It's allowed me to like, I feel like it's made me better at video. It's made me a better writer just because... I don't know when you're talking. I'm I'm sure I'm going to mess up my words just because I said I <laughs> like have so I'm much really good better at now. now. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like I think just the practice of doing it over and over and over again has been yeah. really beneficial in other areas of our business, whether we realized it or not. Yeah. But okay, I know there's a portion of the audience listening who's like, "This sounds so great. I don't have any time." So. <laughs> I realized that you're a booking agency. So tell me a little bit about the difference between doing this DIY and working with a company to get on more shows. Margie, do you want to take that? Sure. This is something, it's not rocket science. You can absolutely book yourself successfully, but a big part of it is, like you said, the time and also the momentum. It helps to outsource it if you just kind of want it on autopilot that you're getting a certain number of interviews booked per month. 
Um, because if it's on your own to-do list, it will just keep getting pushed back. So we get a lot of feedback from our clients that that's really helpful. Also, you know, being an agency that's over five years old, we have a lot of connections, just like a traditional PR agency. So it's helpful to be able to leverage those connections on behalf of our clients. And we do have an in-house staff of employees. So people who know how to write copy, who know how to write persuasively and build long-term relationships with hosts, um, that stuff is all helpful to have. Yeah, I think it's been interesting where we've been on other people's shows. Like I'm sitting back here thinking about the last couple that we've been on. And it's truly just like with our own inner circle of people who we know have podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. We saw them at coffee and they're like, oh, you haven't been on the show in a while, like hop on. And so I think it's funny when when you, as soon as you dip your toe into the world, whether you're a host of your own show or you start to be on other shows, I think it does open like a lot of doors of opportunity. And so if you just get started, whether you're doing it yourself or you're wanting to outsource it, I think like the more you can focus on that by just doing it now, like it's going to come easier and you're going to get on some really great shows and maybe some that like "Eh, could have saved that time. (laughs) But I think there's still such a benefit, even if the show is super tiny or has a huge audience or whatever, right? Like, honestly, the podcasting is kind of one of those frontiers, in my opinion, where you can still have great benefit, even if it's a tiny show or a tiny audience. If you're speaking to the right people and you're like showing up and serving really well, whether you end up building a relationship with the host and then like you guys are friends and they open up connections for you now, or you get like actual clients or sales from that, I think it's all worth our time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we all want the marketing strategy that's going to get us in front of the most people in the shortest amount of time. But at the end of the day, building a successful business is all about one-on-one relationships and Mm -hmm. podcasting short of going to a conference and like meeting people face-to-face. It is the one marketing strategy that I have found to be so effective and scalable in building a lot of relationships because we're all here talking to each other on Zoom face-to-face, but then there's all these listeners who feel like they're sitting right next to us. And it's just yeah. so powerful, right? Yeah, for sure. So talk to me a little bit about knowing, and maybe it's irrelevant. You got, Emily just alluded to the fact that maybe a smaller show is just as beneficial as a bigger show. But say I did want to like dig into it and attempt to be on a bigger show. Like I had a friend who was like, come hell or high water, I am going to be on Amy Porterfield's podcast. And he was. So if you're going to try to go like for the money makers, because I feel like it's different. Like Mm -hmm. there's not necessarily a set process. Sometimes they don't advertise or technically take guests, like just because they are just operating off their own connections. So how do you break into those like more influential podcasts that are out there? So there's a couple ways. So I mean, number one, I think that, and this doesn't go for all shows, but with the bigger shows, they are often interviewing people that they know, their friends, their inner circle, or if they're pitched, they're, they're recommended by a friend, you know, someone that they know. You can pitch yourself and be pitched on some of these bigger shows. And if your topic is like outstanding and the perfect fit, like you can absolutely break through. The other thing to really think about is just making the investment into what they're offering. Do they have a course? Are they a coach? You know, do they have a conference? Like it's not necessarily pay to play. Like it's not like you're paying to be on the show, but invest some, you know, put some skin in the game to get in front of them where they are. We're in Allie Brown's premier group. We've invested a lot of money in being in her group where I was interviewed on her podcast. Like 
making the investment in being in her community has opened up so many doors to some really big name people that probably wouldn't have talked to us if we didn't make the investment <laughs> to like get into those higher levels. So I think there's a lot to be said for investing in these mm-hmm. communities and these courses and these in these coaches to open up some doors for you. Yeah, I think that's been, you know, it's been a hot minute, but when we were launching this podcast, we wanted to launch with the bang. And that's exactly how we nailed like what I would consider like a high level guest as like episode three, way before we actually knew how to interview really well. Like it was probably like one of our like worst interviews that we've done, but we approached someone who we had invested in and learned from and had drastically shifted where our business was at that point and literally just sent an email and was like, this is the impact you've had on our business. We would love to talk about it. And they say no to every interview, but they said yes to ours. And so that exact strategy does work because we used it and it works. Um, It would work on us and it worked for us. And so invest so you're learning in your business and life, but also so it can open doors for you. Yeah, I think pay to play often gets this like bad rap and that like right. it seems schemy or slimy or whatever. But honestly, sometimes it is just worth it to be around the right kind of people. It, that doesn't always necessarily mean like buy their product or get their course or whatever. It might it might mean flying to a conference you know they're speaking at or mm-hmm. figuring out what mastermind they're in who else do <laughs> they hang out a with little creep about it i it's know fine. it's you sometimes you know more things about other people <laughs> that you don't ever allude to out in the real world but like <laughs> but really like networking is a game when you really think about it and so mm-hmm. like the more people you know the more people they know like and in this space i feel like everyone knows Everyone. I mean, not everyone, but like close. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of interconnectedness. (laughs) It's fine. We all help each other. It's fine. So I think let's head into talk strategy to me. And I would love to hear kind of the action steps that we talked about today, but to have it kind of broken down for people, if they're wanting to start like this week right now to start reaching out and getting on some shows, what do they need to be thinking about preparing and doing to make the best of that? So I would say before you even start your process of researching to find what shows are a good fit, it's really important to get crystal clear on your goals and your strategy, which sounds really obvious, but it is a really important step to sit down and really ask yourself, what are your main goals for podcast interviews? Who is your target audience? What are your areas of expertise? Because if your goals are you know, to connect with a few high-end potential clients or referral sources, going after a gigantic show, there's no point. There's way easier ways that you could hit that goal and get more practice. So I would get really clear on those goals and your target audience before you even start researching. For sure. The next one is to be really organized with your outreach. And I will tell you ladies that we got your Trello course and use your podcast interview Trello board template. We've been using Basecamp for a long time and have finally uh, divorced them for Trello. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm so really, okay, like, sorry. really just made the changeover recently. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. And Angela Greaser was like, you have to get their course. So we got the course. Yes. I got the template. And it's just so great because we go on Trello. We have our list of like shows that we're considering pitching. And then I have my, okay, did I connect? Like I just drag and drop. So move them along. I would say 
get your course because <laughs> yeah, so helpful. You can get that at trelloforbusiness.com. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, just keep everything organized in project management software. And uh, again, like I recommend Trello because it's been, it's made it really easy. And like, we've been doing this for almost six years and um, Trello's really helped us a lot in the last month. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love nice. that. Okay. So once you've got your systems organized, then what? I would say um, write a really thoughtful pitch and then follow up and be creative. Like everybody's sending emails. So if you have a great Instagram that really shows who you are and the value you bring, consider DMing them on Instagram and asking them about their show like we talked about. So get creative. You don't have to send like a templated email pitch like everybody else. Um, It's a good idea to stand out. Right. Yeah. And with that, I mean, Margie mentioned the follow-up, but we, and we didn't talk about that a lot, but I think it's it's worth its own <laughs> strategy point here because yeah. a lot of people will send pitches and they don't get responses and they're like, well, it's just, you know, it's not working. Oh, well, I guess not. People do not respond to pitches the first time. You, ha- like the money is in the follow-up. The bookings are in the follow-up. A lot of hosts, especially big shows that are getting pitched a lot, they have a filter in their email for pitches. So every time they get a pitch, it goes right into a folder and maybe once a month they're reviewing all their pitches or it's coming through a form. Um, like I think you, like you guys use a form and you know, then you're reviewing it at a certain time. So they might not even get to your pitch for two weeks just because that's the system they're on for reviewing guest suggestions. So mm-hmm. I just think it's super great to get creative with your follow up, not just like, Hey, circling back. Hey, just popping my email to the top of your inbox. Like that makes people go crazy. So, oh my gosh, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Get creative in your follow up. No. Um, I saw you haven't responded. So <laughs> like, yeah, don't say that. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add to that process? I don't, I would just say stick with it. Like be really consistent with it. You know, don't go into it thinking yeah. like, I'm just going to do a couple interviews. Like I've talked to people that say, ah, yeah, I've done about four interviews, but I never really got anything from it. Like I never monetized it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you only, you only you don't did know. four shows, you know, you guys do also, you literally yeah, exactly. don't know. <laughs> exactly. So just stick with it and be consistent. Like just get it on your, you know, if you're doing it yourself, like just get it on your calendar to be working on it, you know, every week yeah. um, just to, to keep at it. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. And why don't you let everyone know where they can learn more from you guys and hang out with you guys online? Cool. So our website is interviewconnections.com, um, <laughs> interviewconnections.com. That's where you can learn about us. We are excited. We're working on a course that is going to be out in the fall. So if you want to go to interviewconnections.com slash waitlist and just hop onto our email list, we send emails every week, just again, providing a lot of value and content just to keep in touch with us about that. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.